This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash if you want to help us more directly. Hello, comic book readers, and happy Halloween. Welcome to today's episode of Off the Rack. If it sounds a little weird, I understand. Uh, the only thing you should let us know in the chat right now is if it you, you can't hear us. If you can't hear anything. If you can't hear anything. Like at all, like but, not uh, like if it's quiet because we're at home. We're at home right now because it's Halloween. Happy Halloween to everybody who's watching live, or if you're watching this after the fact. Uh, we do appreciate you checking out the show, even when it's not live and the most fresh it could possibly be. But so uh, we are at our home right now. We're actually in Tiffany's office. We are going to be uh, available if there are any intrepid uh, trick or treaters out there who might be interested in uh, in getting some treats. Yeah. Rather than tricks, uh, the trick would be. This, I guess, is that we're we're doing this, uh, you know, here instead of back at the studio. I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just we got full size candy bars, and we have to give them away. Come on, right? So, excellent. We can be heard. Good. And good, I'm gonna good. I'm gonna try to be louder. Okay. To compensate. Yes, for me <laughs> being the loudest. I'm you of are. course uh, wearing my most Halloween shirt I could possibly wear. I've got a ghost on it. How more? How, how could I be more Halloween like? Uh, and you're. And you look the way you want to look all the time. This is me. This is you for real, but you dress like you do normally for the masses, like yeah. for the regular, for the for the regular people. That's right, for the day to day. But uh, I want to mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you want to help the show uh, survive, uh, you want to let this channel continue, uh, and have the option of us going to a studio at all, you can use super chats, uh, ask a question or comment, read it here on the show, and we will uh, make you part of the show forever. Excellent. Uh, uh, yeah. So make sure to use the super chats and. Uh, be part of the program. That's right. Um, you know, and keep the riffraff out. Make sure yeah. we don't have to get sponsorships from people like uh, like twenty dollars boxes of cereal. So uh, let's talk about some new <laughs> comics that came out this week that we think that you should check out. And of course, don't forget at the end of this, we're going to be recommending comics that are coming out uh, this week. Uh, that is to say, in literally two days, like so tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. We should check out. Although some people don't acknowledge tomorrow. No, they don't. Some uh, people are just like no. A lot of comic book stores actually just go like we keep. There's li our local one of our local shops. Uh, we have two local shops, one that's more local than the other one. So mm -hmm. the more local one, which is Dewey's Comic City in uh, Dover, New Jersey, uh, that one has uh, the DC books behind the counter on Tuesdays. If you want a DC book, you gotta ask I'll go it. get it for you. You gotta know. But if you, uh, okay. but uh, but at Zap Comics, that, sh that stuff's out. Oh, oh. In Wayne, New Jersey. Yeah, okay. Uh, and it's tough, man. It's tough being a, a, a child of two comic book store parents. You know, one that lives farther away. It may, might think it might seem like we're showing preference, but we're not. Mm. It's just convenience, and we do apologize to our, you know, stepdad <laughs> out there in Wayne. Uh, but we do come back. So true. I got a lot of points there too. Uh, but yeah. So um, before we get started, I guess we should we should recap our experience. We went to Baltimore Comic Con this past weekend. Yes. And if we, if you're watching live and you did see us there, say hi. Tag us in your posts on Instagram. Uh, and uh, but, but we had a great did. time. We, they, they did. I love that. That's me so nice. too. Me too. Uh, what was your uh, what was your takeaway from Baltimore? Uh, Baltimore is back to what it was in the past. Last year's was a little funny. They were in a different area of the convention center, and it seems a little small. 
And so, you know, if you went last year and you're like, I don't know what the big deal is about this con, this year was more what it normally is. And I, and I really enjoyed it. I did hear a lot of folks saying they felt it was a little light. I little disagree. Light. I th I mean, it felt good. Yeah, <laughs> It felt right is what yes. it felt like. It honestly did. Like, I, I it felt like the show should feel, mm. honestly. Like, mm -hmm. the light should be the default. And I, and I don't mean light in terms of, like, light on uh, on, on, in, on income. Mm. But it should feel like you can navigate the, the the hallways. You should be able to walk through the aisles. Yes. Access everything you want to access. Like it, I think that that's the, the that should be the default for every con. Like mm -hmm. if everyone who goes can access everything they want, mm -hmm. then I think more money will be spent. Yeah. Than if you were to try and cast the widest net and get the most amount of people possible. Mm. I am so I'm sorry. I'm talking so much because we just recorded. Uh, tomorrow morning's episode of Wake Up with Comic Pop. You did. And so I'm like kind of on a tear and I recorded all that crap. But no, like, that's fine. new show, it's up uh, here on this channel. We're still working on a thumbnail design, but we do have a beautiful uh, icon for the audio downloadable version, which uh, one day when Apple and Google approve the show will be available there. But right now it is available on Spotify. Wake Up with Comic Pop. Hey, you can wow. listen to it for your commute. That's great. The plan is it's going to be out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's the, that's the intent. Okay. Is for wake is for you to wake up with Comic Pop. The show twice will, a week. Twice a week, you're going to drop. Uh, you're going to get a show that is with you on your morning commute if you are commuting, either early in the morning on the East Coast or incredibly early on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, but the plan is the show will drop usually around like 5:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. No, it's not a live show. It is not a live show. Okay. Because I definitely saw some folk being like, "Oh, I missed this," and it's like, "No, you didn't." No, no, no. You missed you're, nothing. You're good. If you're you, good. If, it if just you sounded it. live. Yeah. Well, I try. I mean, this is what the show is. I mean, like in people who who run into us and they're like, "Oh, you're just like the people we see on camera." And it's like, yeah. yeah, we're not. We're not like we don't. We do have theater backgrounds, but we're not like doing a theater I'm, show. I'm quieter in person. Yeah. You're like, usually, Hello. usually because this is the most extroverted I am. This is true. And so, like, usually when I'm out in the world, I'm just kind of like... But I think it's helped. And it's always weird. Too, yeah. Because I'm just like, why do you want to talk to me? I'm nobody. Right. Like, that's my... Like, if you ever run into me and I'm awkward, it's just because I'm awkward. Yeah. I don't seem awkward here because I'm in a little box right now. Mm -hmm. I feel safe in this little rectangle. Well, there's no audio. You know, it's it's words <laughs> as opposed to faces, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Although we are seeing some faces. Like, we're seeing cats and, you know, Batman yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, uh, we had a great time. I had a blast at Baltimore. I love that show. There I think, uh, you know, we've always talked about how uh, Comic-Con's a great place is to get cheap comics mm -hmm. we we practice what we preached oh did we at that show <laughs> tell you. Uh, you know normally and it's funny because i felt like i was like oh no i'm leading people astray after new york comic-con because new york comic-con was a Light. a bust for that for us we just didn't see a whole lot in terms of trades i or... saw i saw what was it like two i saw three short boxes of trades that were five dollars and they were shit mm, I, I didn't even see those in new york honestly it sucked there's... Ben found it. He was like, yeah, I found it. And I'm like, this is not what I'm talking about. But he tried. He tried. He I know. Just... And I pre I feel he bad, but tried. I was like, this is not what I meant. No. This sucks. But at Baltimore, there were, there were options. Yes. And I, I actually outlined it in a lot more greater detail on Wake Up with Comic Pop tomorrow yeah. morning if you want to check it out. But yeah. uh, I will say that I mentioned that there are there were half price trades, $5 trades, and $3 trades. And the $3 trades was like, oh, no. Because at that point, you know, after the half price trades where they had like four different Marvel Epic collections, which you know are out are going to be out of print or are already out of print and are already like $45. They're going to go up to like a hundred dollars for no good reason whatsoever. We should get uh, like Omar from, uh, 
his channel to talk more about like why those damn things are so expensive. Right. But uh, they shouldn't be. Trade paperbacks should be disposable and cheap. That's why I always advocate for $5 trades. Right. But uh, the half price trades, like we got, uh, what was it? Hulk versus Thor banner of war, the event. Mm -hmm. I bought that shit on Amazon like three days, like, you know, th you like a week prior. And, and then I find it half price. Half price. Yep. I'm like, I'm returning this crap to Amazon. Eat at Amazon. Small shop wins somehow. I, I That's don't know right. That eat works. at Amazon. Okay, wait, this, is the, this, is this, is, this is this is also part of the experience of having us do a show. This at is home. a little bit of a throwback to the back to the, to the olden days. Yeah, um, <laughs> on back issues. On back issues. That's right. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, so that was great, and we bought like I want to say it was. I say it's over almost five hundred dollars. I want to say it's more like five six hundred dollars worth well, of trades. Yeah, we don't really know. We, we we weren't really thinking about that. We were just thinking about how I much could crunch the numbers. It later. ended up costing. Yeah, which no. was like. At the time, I was like, oh, my gosh. But I was like, you know, we didn't buy anything like that in New York. So no. we bought, like, barely anything in New York. Mm -hmm. We didn't buy many collectibles at all, although you did. You got a little uh, something at the uh, at, at Baltimore this year um, in the form of, uh, of of this of this gargoyle here. <laughs> and look at him. That was, like, one of the first things we saw, like, for retail. And you were like, I want that. Immediately, you were like, I want him. I need this. I need this to live. And it was like, it was not, it was 20 bucks. Yeah, like, 20 bucks. it was so not a, a, a commitment yeah. for me. And it's funny to see QMX, like, out in the mainstream. I remember, <laughs> like, when I was a huge Firefly Serenity fan, all I wanted was, like, merchandise associated with it. And QMX, Quantum Mechanics, was like, well, here it is. Yeah. You can get, like, the, the Malcolm Reynolds replica, like, gun. You can get these little Q-figs. Mm -hmm. And the Q-figs were made of, like... Resin. Resin? Like, they were, they were yeah, like, we, they felt like glass or porcelain. We still have one, yeah. Yeah, we have uh, we have Kaylee. one. We have Kaylee, but mm -hmm. we don't have uh, any of the other ones because they were like out of print. Yeah. But then they were like, oh, well, we can make them out of plastic and, and and sell them at Hot Topic or 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 Fye or wherever the hell. I like them. It's like a really non-committal. Um, well, then they got like Marvel's license and everything like that. Well, like, they're yeah. everywhere now. But it's like this is like for me. I'm like if you're like a person who's like I'm not really into the collectible scene, but maybe I want to have like a little piece of fandom or flair or something like that. This is up your alley then, because yeah. like if something happens to it, you, you better get another one. You're not going to be too upset about it. That said, this is cute AF. There's like little cobblestones. It's, it's just it's just like the right amount of detail for the yep. price point. I'm That's like, right. uh huh. That's also, right. I love the box. The box. It's a big box. You open the flap up. The interior flap says boxes are meant to be open. That box is like, hey, it's okay. Open it up play with it touch it that's true and you can actually like keep mm. the box <laughs> you can keep the box or you can just chuck it put it back there yeah there he goes yeah. uh so yeah uh baltimore was good was a good show we bought a ton of trades yeah um i have two stacks and they're literally this 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 is the stack and then there's another identical stack mm -hmm. uh, i will do a video of some kind either on tiktok or instagram or, yeah. or shorts and or all three more likely mm -hmm. uh, and they'll be on here uh, to show you what we got from Baltimore Comic Con, but it was yeah. a good show, and I, yeah. I recommend it. Absolutely, no, I, I'm I'm down for that. I did like a minor, little tiny Instagram live video, and because I don't normally do Instagram live, I didn't know to save it, and so that's lost forever. So if you were there, hey, we had fun. Yeah, yeah. We, we walked the floor <clears throat> together while Sal was going to the Frank Miller signing. So. I was. That was a whole ordeal, which we'll talk about in another show at sure. another time. But like, we got we got a whole bunch more to do and talk about today. So many comics. A lot and, of comics. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's get started, and then we'll do some super chats, and we'll do more books. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, what did you read this week that we that you think we should talk about? Let me talk really quickly, just because it's the top of the show, and so like I'll throw an independent book out there, just because I've got you guys here. You're not leaving until you hear us talk about the books you're actually here for. That's right. So I'm going to talk about uh, damn them all mm, yes um which i can't remember if i mentioned in my recommends last week and if i didn't i'm dumb um but uh this is a size burrier book yes it's two issues that's it 
like this is like one of two. I oh, believe two books. Two. Well, how long is it? I, uh, this one's like thirty-two pages. Mm, okay, all right. Pages? So it's like it's gonna be like a sixty-four-page trade or something, something like that. Something like that. Um, By the way, heads up. Uh, we're using two different monitors than we normally do, so it's gonna look a little different than normally. But yeah. you don't care. Sorry. I just <laughs> she long. You now you know that Tiffany has a vertical monitor. Yeah, and that I also have the Amazon app. So, you know, oh, yeah. enjoy all of my oh, no. uh, your toolbars. Yeah. So probably should have made that go away, but whatever. Um, <laughs> um, all I want to say about this book is if you were like, man, I really love Cy Spurrier's um, Hellblazer. Hellblazer books. Here it is. This isn't it because it's about a totally different character. Mm -hmm. um, but it gives you that vibe. And it's obviously by Boom Studios. So it has nothing to do with the DC universe at all. But if you missed like... Sizeberger's take on magic. Uh, Sizeberger's writing style. Maybe a bastard. Yeah, yeah, something like that, um, but just in a different sort of um, iteration. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, go damn grab them this. All. Don't sleep on damn them all. Go grab it, enjoy it, because I was I fell right back into it and, and just kind of felt like I missed his writing. Oh yeah, so so much because of it. Um, and while I'm here talking about independence, I have to talk about image. Image number seven. Uh, hey, if you got a, a physical copy, good for you. You're, you one, son of you're a bitch. one of the blessed ones. Give it to me. No, I'm kidding. Keep it for <laughs> Don't yourself. send us like 10 do not, copies. Do in not, it. do not, do not, do not. That is yours. Treasure it. Hang on to it. Uh, this is where witches came back. Yes. And that's why it's funny, actually, really quick, just as an aside. I went to our friendly local comic book store to pick up Image number seven. They didn't have it. No. Uh, and in fact, uh, nobody had it. And the reason they didn't have it is because it sold so horribly that is to say issues one mm -hmm. through six that they went to like special order a lot of comic shops did special order for image mm -hmm. image image uh, and so if they just held out one more issue they would have actually sold some damn issues but uh damn and i think that was like a little bit of a sad indi indication as to like the nature of the current market yes like image isn't selling well this i mean like anthologies right like are, will they really sell but they didn't even like retailers didn't even know to hold on or to skip you know be like well i'm gonna do special order for like five six but seven i'm gonna pick up because it's it's scott snyder's witches right. is coming back now it could also just be that this is an indicator too that scott's put out a little too, too much, much and so maybe witches doesn't have the draw or they weren't sure if it's it not as an draw. event I, but we, when we mentioned it to people they're like i didn't even know witches was continuing in this and it's like yes and it is literally continuing this is a direct sequel to the first which is the bad egg um that we got that one shot that long one shot that yeah. we got several years ago was a prequel right um and so this is the like hey we're moving on i don't know if there will be more in the next image or this is just supposed to like, like your appetite? placate us until scott decides he wants to finish it up i don't know but if you pick up image number seven you're not only going to get a story by snyder you're also going to get something by kieran gillen by tim seeley by jeff johns uh scott young's in there there's a lot going on in there yeah. with some great art as well um for me i was there really just today to read witches um it's literally six pages it That's made that made get. me so sad. Yeah. Um, the other thing that confused me slightly. Now I didn't have my bad egg on hand, so I'm gonna have to wait till I'm at the studio to go and check it. But an, a character from the prequel, Bad Egg, shows up in this and says his name, and his last name is different. In the prequel, it was Sebastian Clay, and in this, it's Sebastian Craw. And I don't know if I just don't remember something at the end where it's like, actually, my last name is this, or like I'm from this family, or whatever. 
or no one was paying attention. I honestly, I don't know. Um, but I was like, dang. Yeah. There's a noble tradition of screwing up the last name of a major character. <laughs> uh, I, I cite uh, Peter Parker. We all know him as that. But in one of his earliest appearances, it was Peter Palmer for one panel. Oops. Stanley himself was just like, oops, I don't know. Peter Parker Palmer, who gives a shit? Who, who's this guy? Who, who even cares at this point? Doesn't even matter. This guy, he's not going to last. He's not going to make it. Yeah, but uh, Scott Snyder also uh, has done this before, where like Noctera, everyone's favorite new or independent franchise, uh, that started as Nocturnal. And then found out yeah. there was another multimedia entity called Nocturnal that was going to be developed before it. So they went, ah, mm -hmm. and they just changed it for the better, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the very least, just so it is its own thing. Absolutely. Like when you Google Nocterra, the only thing you're going to get sure. is that, as opposed yep. to Nocturnal, which is a little too generic. Yeah, word. so I don't really know. Um, but if you were like, I love witches, then you might want to grab this. I think it is like six bucks. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have a hell of a time finding it in physical, so you may have to get it digitally. Um, but like I said, it's six pages, but there's a whole bunch of other stories in there as well. It's worth it. For me, it was worth it because I was like, sailor is back like literally sailor from the first witches is there and immediately it made me sad all over again Aww. just because of the ending of witches yeah like i for a second fooled myself into thinking something different had happened to the end of witches mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah no oh yeah yeah so i honestly just wanted more than what we got in this and i don't know if there's gonna be more in the next issue i'm gonna need to look that up yeah maybe we should pre-order the damn thing i might have to do that i'll have to find out well what i think i'll is. need to see i'll because Image does a pretty good job of letting you know who's being written up in there, so yeah. I will go and look that up. Fair. What else we got? Uh, what else we got indeed? I read uh, Moon Knight, the annual number yes, one. Yes, Moon Knight, this annual week. number one. Yeah, so this is art by Jed McKay, art by Federico Sabatini, so this isn't the normal Capuccio art, although it has that feel. That's great, because it gives Capuccio more time to keep drawing the regular Moonlight book so there's no delays. Right. However, if you weren't necessarily paying attention to who was drawing it and when Moon Knight takes his mask off and he looks a little funny or weird how, how you've seen it, it's just, That's why. It's just different. It's just a different artist. It's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but look at that uh, Look at that synergy. synergy. Moon, Werewolf by Night. But that's okay because Moon Knight first appeared in Werewolf by Night. So it all... No, Werewolf by Night first appeared in a Moon Knight book. I'm so, sorry. But it all comes back around. It's all... No, maybe it was the other one that matters. All that matters is cyclical and Jack Russell is in this. But Jack Russell's got like a severe... Um, Aquaman look going on there where he's like oh he's got like pants yeah well kind of but he's got no shirt he's swole long hair oh okay Jack Russell's like Whoa. I'm like okay he doesn't look anything like that well he doesn't in the, in the show or in this, this he's having a rough time man like doesn't sound he, rough to me. his people werewolves are like the slave servants of Khonshu and he wants to kill the god that like slaves them. And I was like, I that's actually like that. kind of interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Servants of the moon, you know, cursed, and then also like the moon yeah, god the is moon. like... That's why they like change because of the moon. He uses okay. them as foot soldiers and that like it technically like Moon Knight, the Fist of Khonshu, like, all of that are the like... So is that like how Black Panther can control the, the dead? Moon Knight can command the werewolves? He can't no, Moon Knight cannot command the werewolves, but he is meant to keep them under thumb. Okay. So, like, Kanchu can command the werewolves, I guess. I think it's more like he can transform the werewolves, but I Wait, would love to see Moon listen. Knight be like, I command the werewolves! To and you get, like, a horde of just furry, smelly, cerulee, screamy werewolves. You want That'd that. be a cool moment. That's, that's what you want in life. If only Jason Aaron could have put that into his Avengers. Yeah, oh, that would have been great. That would have been... Admittedly, the speaking, floor, admittedly speaking, when Moon Knight was doing all that crazy stuff Moon Knight was doing, if he had sent out an army of werewolves, you've been like, okay, I mean, like that's fun. Uh, that's dumb, cool. But yeah. I, I, I'm here for it. I agree. Um, so <laughs> oh my gosh, this yes, 
Yes, we see everybody. Um, but um, in this, you're gonna get a like like reminder that Moon Knight has a son or is a son. Moon Knight is a daughter, mm, which I didn't know at all. I was like, uh, what? She's she's relatively okay. So like everything new. It's weird to think of things that are uh, almost five five years old at this five, point as yeah. new. Right, but that's still new. You know, I, when you, I always think that. I'm like, oh my god! Like they, they just undid the marriage. Yeah, like, that was over ten years but ago. But I, I would say though, in terms of the fact that if you think about it, there's only twelve issues. If a, if a series is ongoing for a year, there's only twelve issues coming out. Right. And if a series isn't, it doesn't have an ongoing and hasn't been around for a while. It, that's new. Yes. in my opinion, because it hasn't been used a whole lot. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So Marlene shows up in this. Okay needing some help because their daughter has been taken by Jack Russell. She hasn't really played a role in this series. Not at all. So she shows up, but she's like very standoffish, you know, Mark's a problem. If you're near Mark, you're going to get hurt. Right. That kind of thing. Like Moon Knight can't be in our lives. Neither (laughs) Moon Knight, Mark, Steven, Jack, None of them. No. You cannot be in our lives. Get out of here. All right, Marlene, whatever. You used to facilitate the Moon Knightisms. Well, now she doesn't. So there's there's drama going on with that. But really what it is is that he's got to get his daughter back. Right. And I will attempt to say her name. I, I called her Diatrice. Okay. She picked her own name. I don't really know if that's how you say that. The child did? Yeah. Marlene how was that her, possible? Marlene let her. Like, she had a name, but she let her, like, pick her own name. So she was like, so she was called something else, and then eventually she was like, "You're the age where you get to pick your own name." Something I think I picked that. the one I have. She didn't. So anyway, that's not the point of this book. All right. Jack Russell has uh, access to the Darkhold. He was able to read it and didn't make him go crazy. And he they did learned... a whole miniseries about how that does that. Right, but he should he should have been a part of that actually. Yeah. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, but they don't. You know, they didn't know they were doing a show. Um. So Darkhold has like a prophecy in it that says like this is how this is how you cook country okay you gotta you gotta get the like kin of one of the like fist of country sure so the daughter but that's never that can't happen Mm. because the fist of country tells moon knight like you can't have a kid none of us can we're not supposed to have a kid okay right 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 like Like, that's not allowed like mm -hmm. you know (laughs) the line that way i'll die like if you did i would i would be i would be able to be killed right and the line is like we reap we don't sow Okay. I'm like, sure, whatever. Um, he's like, okay, but yeah, the fact is, I do. Right. So this is a problem. Now the prophecy. I sew all the time. Yeah. It's I'm. I'm sewing all over the place. Sewing. I'm right about now. to sew. Nope. <laughs> That's not. We're not catching that on. No. Don't do it. Um. So the problem is that hey, this can now happen. Right. So we gotta figure. So now it. we're, we, we're we, doing. We this. gotta. We gotta go and arrest. I'm done talking about vampires. I want to do this now. Well, the vampires are still there. That's not. We have vampires. Don't forget, they're and, an essential vamp- part of this. Vampires, they're happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the prophecy is that I think she has to die for this to to work. But at the end of the day, Jack Russell can't do it, and like, um, Moon Knight's gonna fight Jack Russell. He tells Fistish Conchu, "Go get my daughter," and right. he's like, "If I, 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 that's a bad idea. Don't send me after her." Okay. Because Conchu's gonna tell me to kill her, which is exactly what happens. Conchu's like, "Well, she can't exist," and he's like, "That doesn't seem cool. She's innocent in all of this. It was not her fault that like she was created." Like, I don't care. I'm an asshole bird monster. Yeah, come on. I'm a bird skeleton man. Just kill her. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just do it. Yes, my friends. <laughs> Quite here. Um, <laughs> Fist Conchu can't bring himself to do it. God, that's nice. And Conchu's like, "Dude, what?" I you, picked you. I, you, I gave you, you extra betray, power yeah. so that you would like and you do what I want. Me. That's yeah. not cool. And we leave this like moment where 
this is kind of true essentially breaks it down that he's like you have a granddaughter isn't that kind of cool you're never going to have one of those right. what do you think about that Kanchu? yeah I, I we mean, can make her moon knight yeah so is she moon knight from the hickman book remember that like blood whatever the oh, hell i don't know oh. oh maybe maybe um she's young in that book and it's like in space or something never mind so so what do you think was it good it was pretty good all right. It's pretty good. 40 big pages from yeah. Moon Knight Annual number one. Yeah. That's pretty so, cool. You know, uh, I guess I should call him Hunter's Moon. I always think of him more of the, as the Fist of Gonshu. Yeah. Because he acts more like it. Uh huh. So before y'all at me, <laughs> give me a break, guys. Yeah. It's it's just that he acts like it. Right. There's Moon Knight, and then there's the guy who's actually going to right like, to do the thing, who, do the Moon Knight. Who, who refers to Gonshu as his father? I think of him as like the real role. Yeah, he's like the real deal. Moon Knight's right. like the Moon Knight's the guy we're like rooting for because because he's not a complete asshole. Yeah, that's it. Moon Knight also mentions he's like I guess the reason I could have kids is because Conjure messed up. He made me wrong. Right. So he probably didn't make you at all, man. Well, we should read some super chats. Yes. I think that so, are the sponsors of today's show. So yeah. you're gonna have to read them because. Uh, you know, you see the you can see the screen better than me. Oh, okay. Dan V nine hundred saying, "Oh, Ryan sorry, Ryan, I already failed." It's on the screen. So you for, well, you can see it. Happy Halloween! All those new videos have been great. Thanks a lot, Brian. <laughs> You'll take the next one. Okay, fine. Brian Rollins says, "No, I'm kidding." Dan V nine hundred says, "So damn all them all by Cy Spurrier and Charlie Allard is just a repurposed Hellraiser." Con continuation from Spurrier, right? I disagree. The clothing for Bloody Ellie is insanely close to Constantine. DC is going to sue or not. Continuing to say, I started reading Catwoman Lonely City number four and can't remember much other than the start of Riddler relationship in three. The last issue was really six months ago, then four months before that. It took too long. No, of course. But okay, so let's address this. Let me break this down for you. First of all, did I have vibes of Constantine? I already co covered that. And here's why. Because I don't think Cy was done with that book. Now, I don't think that he took something like some random script he had and like spun it off. Because if anything, I wouldn't say Ellie was like Constantine. I would say her uncle Alfie was like Constantine, right? Who dies at the beginning of this book? And I don't think that Cy would have had any uh, ideas to kill off John in his run. Right. So if you're getting any vibes from that, it's just because a guy who wrote, who wrote Constantine and has a... A uh, very distinct writing style is now writing a book about magic set in England. Yeah, it's more like he's probably just hasn't had the world out of his system yet. Yeah, exactly. In terms of the other right. part of that, about um, what was the other half of it? Oh, um, oh, Catwoman, Lonely City. Yes, he's a one man band. That right? Yeah, he's doing the writing, the art, all of it. So yeah, you know, give him a break. I haven't read it yet because I'm not going to read it off the heels of not having reread the past issues. So no. uh, Lee Allen says, Tiffany, I wanted to let you know, I read Witches for Halloween. Thank you for your praises of that book. I loved it. You've never steered me wrong. Well, thank you so much. It's so much pressure, um, but I appreciate it very much. And I'm glad you enjoyed Witches. It's a great Halloween read. It's a great any time of the year read, but it is definitely a good Halloween read. Lee Allen also going on to say, oh, and happy Halloween to all at Comic Pop Jack-O-Lantern. Thank piece. you very much, Lee. Uh, I will extend your happy Halloweens to the rest of the team, whom Absolutely. I have not spoken to in almost four days. Uh, Josh Wolabow saying, full bars! That's right, we're a full candy bar house. That's right, yeah, we ain't fucking around no. when it comes to Halloween. No, we get like few kids, so it's easy for us to do. Um, and then went on to say, Josh went on to say, I work from home, but I'll have breakfast with, breakfast with you. Hey, listen, you still have a commute. That's right, yeah, <laughs> from your bed to the just, desk. Just a little shorter. Yeah. 
Uh, Static Nova saying, Happy Halloween. Th uh, so thankful for you guys. Well, thankful we're for you. Thankful Thank for you, man. you, too. Yeah, happy Halloween. Uh, Zoinks saying, for folks internationally, it says, Good night with Comic Pop. Honestly, <laughs> love the idea of Wake Up. Really cool stuff. Keep it up. Actually, and hey, listen, here's the thing. You can listen to it whenever you want. So That's whenever true. it is time for your commute, throw it on. Yeah, I think so. Uh, T, uh, Tony T. Ravioli saying, how do you guys feel about uh, Ram versus uh, Tech? Ram V's Detective Comics run so far. Wow, I read that as something totally different. Uh, it's a bit slow right now, but I'm loving the atmosphere. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in fact, I'll talk about it right now. Ooh, I uh, love a so, good lead-in. Uh, Detective Comics number 1065 from Ram V and Cy Spurrier and Raphael Albuquerque. Cy Spurrier's doing the backups, which are like basically Jim Gordon-centric. Uh, I thought that was over. Yeah, there's still more. Um, but yeah, it, it's more... It, it Okay, so this is not like... Ram V is trying something, and he knows he can get away with it. I mean, look at these covers and how... And every every time this book comes I out, know. I'm like, look at these covers! It's like what I talk about the most when it comes to this. Right. Um, and by the way, I kind of dig the, 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 the titling. I think it's like... I don't think that this Detective Comics logo would work on every cover scheme, nope. but this cover scheme works perfectly. Uh, I hope it extends all the way until Ron V's off the book. Um, but that being said, this is not like an episodic uh, kind of book. This is not like, you know, each issue, it's its own self-contained story. This is one story that's just going for the run they have. Ron V is mm. really like trying something that I think they believe in. And uh, it's, you know, Batman fights these like th these invaders, these foreign invaders, and it's funny because they're people of color from like the Middle East, and like they're coming in. So it's like it's a little bit of a reverse. You know, they're coming into America, and they're right, but, right. Like, and they're taking over Gotham City via like old deeds and uh, original promised land that they own. And what the big reveal at the end of this is, they just they they own Arkham. So this new uh, like cult esque worshiping crazy group of like new, these new upstarts they own arkham and so they're coming in and they're like we're taking it and we're gonna repurpose it because it's not just like a place that has like sub significant land value mm -hmm. it's a place of spiritual connectivity and we're going to use that to put a starbucks no it's not the same thing <laughs> uh, no they're gonna like it's it's tying in with like uh, living hell and uh like the games what? and stuff like no like it's it's about these like these these enemies of the al ghouls who are also spiritually aligned who have or now discover or now like finally cashing in their chips as far as owning and controlling gotham to usher in like some kind of new demonic entity and batman is plagued by this like being one step behind these people and uh, there's a great battle between him and uh, what actually turns out to be Ubu, I believe, uh, but in the in in the harbor. And right before he is, he has to free himself, and he's like, "There's nothing I can do. I got to use my electrodes, uh, which are going to zap me. I'm just going to have to hope I have a hard a hardier constitution than him." And he ends up like zapping both of them, and he's just like, he's, I "Just just just kick like your legs once, and you'll get air." And Barbados, but it's is it Barbados or not? Uh, but Barbados like reaches up and takes him, and he's like, "No." Like you're not ready. Like, and it's just this this warring clash of of like demonic spirits and whether they're even real or not. All but right, I gotta read. You this. you will you will <laughs> fall for this book. I've I've not been reading it at all because I, honestly I didn't believe it would go that supernatural. I thought he would like start with that because mm -hmm. that's what he's known for, and yeah. then would like transition into what more people are used to seeing from Batman books. Because occasionally, listen, occasionally Batman just 
just goes right over to the supernatural side, which I I always treasure. Um, That's Batman versus Robin right now. Because like, well, because like Bruce hates it seemingly, and I and I love that type of reaction mm-hmm. where like he's like, I have to deal with this sometimes. He's not doing anything Things spiritual. Get spooky. Like he has no preparation for it. He's right. just he's just showing up and punching people. Uh, but that's actually a great marriage of what Rom V's but done with uh, Justice League Dark, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what they clearly want to do with uh, the DC universe, or at the very least with their stories. Um, right. It just strikes me tying it so much into that supernatural side of things makes me, especially with the cover scheme, think of Legends of the Dark Knight. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but this is like a long, like Legends of the Dark Knight were like three to six issue stories, five mm-hmm. issues really. Yeah. Uh, this is just, this is probably going to be as long as he wants to write it and then it'll be done and we won't have, you know, and then he'll be out. Uh, it is a Legends of the Dark Knight run. Okay. But okay. set now and setting up and using continuity, you know, like, Jim ain't commissioner. Jim and Harvey have a private detective firm now. Bullock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Bullock and Gordon. It's Gordon and Bullock, like private detectives. And I'm like, no. No, fix, put everything back. <laughs> and I think there's a great opportunity well, here. There's a, there's several opportunities no, Jim, for us. Jim can go back and then we'll just do what we pitched. It's just Bullock and Blood. Bullock and Blood. The Yeah, Bullock's like, well, what now who am I going to work with? Jim Bullock's like, ha ha. Tom King heard your pitch and I'm in. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I love the series. I think it's great. It's it's just something I'd never would have asked for. And it's something that like I wouldn't have expected. Well done. Yeah, okay. Um, Gilmo Salas says, happy Halloween. I love the Junji Ito GBU episode. The long dream story is so good. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. And if you'd missed it, by the way, if you're like, nah, I didn't really understand what the hell was going on in front of me. Uh, we dropped an episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but it was manga themed so hey all you manga fans out there not doing great compared to like a spider-man episode That's so you want to see more manga on the damn channel this is the one uh but uh it, it, it honestly actually did quite well like it, 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 it's all within the the, the actually I, it has higher retention than most episodes. i did hear a lot of people actually didn't get notification yeah that doesn't about surprise. that episode in particular classic like, youtube Dang. Twitter's going to the toilet. Instagram sucks. TikTok's garbage. And now YouTube is also shit in the bed. What are we going to do? I don't know. We're just happy you guys just are here. Just live shows. We're going to get a van just, and just, just go to colleges. Just happy you guys are here. But yeah. I'm not, um, we're not getting a van. No, we're not. Uh, it's your boy Phoenix. Says, mix them together and call him Sebastian Claw. Perfect. 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 I love it. Catlar will defend for treats. I missed out on streams, but how's Gotham Night? It's, you know what? Like, it's fine. It's, I don't, I'm not far enough in... I haven't even gotten to the Court of Owls stuff yet. No. I'm not far enough in to know if it warrants a $70 price tag, but it's definitely not as bad as Avengers, which mm. that one hurt when I was playing it to know how much I had spent on that. Yeah, that sucks. Algie Try, uh, Comic Pop Hell Yeah. Thank you very much, Algie, yeah. for your support and for uh, the, you know, surprise, you know, for the support. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Uh, Ray <laughs> Far, uh, Comic Pop Woo. Ah, spooky tiff. Heck yeah. <laughs> And he also says, uh, Sal, put your Ernie, your hurt, your Ernie Hudson costume is scary, good, spooky. Thank you very much. <laughs> right? That's what he wears when he goes places. Uh, he also mentions, I absolutely love the last back issues, and I had no idea that book was written by Dan Slott. That dude gets around Happy Halloween. Yeah. He used to get around. He used to get around. That was a much younger Dan Slott, but it's like, I could imagine some folk, because it's like, once you've had enough of a writer, if you're not a fan of them, like, you're unwilling to try it. I completely get that, because A, that's your hard earned dollars, and B, that's a time sink too, but trust me. 
that book's worth it. Yeah. That book is worth it. Rosh Patel, happy Halloween. Human Target, as usual, is phenomenal. Ch chance lost today, which is huge. I really don't know what to expect. Rom V is also good. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't read it yet, but I'm really looking forward to reading it. Uh, we went away, so I didn't get a chance to read a lot of things. that I. But I with Human Target, I like to take my time mm -hmm. when I read it, so I will uh, be enjoying it soon, probably tonight. Uh, and Hogshead says, did you uh, listen to Act 3 of Sandman? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. And but Dante, I did enjoy the live experience. <laughs> you did indeed. Uh, Dante Cook just finished Riddler year one just now. And what a perfect Halloween read. So real, especially the beginning two pages. I've been there for so many times. Uh, the art also helped to turn up the spooky volume. Nice. Yeah, I didn't read it. Uh, I don't believe in just giving actors like jobs that other people should be getting, uh, you know, because they like aren't done playing with the character that they played. I just think that's repugnant, but uh, good for him for being a good writer and for making a story that a lot of people really enjoyed and resonated with them. Uh, I'm not, not that I'm not like reading it out of spite. It's more like I just, I didn't rush to read it. I wasn't like, oh my God, right. I got to see what Paul Dano has to say about the Riddler. Like I saw what Paul Dano has to say about the Riddler. That's uh, fair. And I also read like another Riddler self-contained original story, One Bad Day. So it's like, uh, and then another one, you know, yeah, and I'm yeah. like how many of these Riddler books are we going to do? Mm. Um, but I'm glad people are enjoying it. Uh, and Will D. Gall, Gall says, I never know. I wanted a Harvey Jim PI series until Sal said something. <laughs> Originally, we uh, we pitched this on the uh, Arkham Living Hell episode. Where we were like, ooh, Jason Blood and Harvey Bullock teaming up, doing hard-boiled, detective, gritty, horror, supernatural mysteries. But I would also take a Harvey Jim one. That would be interesting. It yeah. Would, it would, like, a, like a mini. It, yeah. It's the only way to be able to sell like the Like three thing. issues, maybe? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Matthew Mosley, my two favorite pa uh, parasocial friends. Uh, happy Halloween. Love the hair, Tiffany. Thank Me too. you. Thank you so much. And Radical Radish. Uh, Tiffany, please, let's not <laughs> He can get the van. I'm not, I'm not going no, in the van. No, just not getting in the van. I'm not getting in the van. He can have the van. What did you read? Uh, what else did you read? Um, let's head over to Marvel for a minute, because yeah. we all know I read Marvel books this week. Uh, not the one we're going to talk about eventually, um, but I mean, we already talked about it tonight, so we're already there. Yeah. Uh, I just want to mention Strange Academy came back uh, this week. Uh, Strange Academy finals. Final Yeah, finals. I want to call it final class, but finals. Uh, number one came out this week uh, by Scotty Young with art by uh, Humberto Ramos. So if you're on the Strange Academy bandwagon. Which you should be by now because Tiffany's only sung its praises and it doesn't let you down so far. No, so it's back. It's the same team. Uh, it's continuing the story. It's getting uh, progressive. It, it, we're like, the story's growing with the characters. Oh, and look, Marvel did a, their, their classic thing where they ended the series but then restarted the series but it's just the same series but with a new number one. Yeah. Um... Who will ever know if uh, a 40th issue of Strange Academy would ever sell? Because not, we'll not never possible. find out. Marvel will never uh, let us do that. Um, but I do appreciate, though, that this this um, is, you know, becoming more mature as the story is growing. Like, yeah. It's being allowed to grow yeah, and good. change over time. Um, so if you wanted to see more about the story of the kids from Strange Academy, uh, about that prophecy, that vision, uh, go check this out for sure. This is not at all tying into what's going on with uh, Midnight Suns. No. Because Zoe is in, in both, both books. books. It just it Disregard and Midnight Suns. It's, it's an just, imaginary tale. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just weird because in that one there is like a prophetic vision and in this one there was like a prophetic like vision mm. stick with this one i feel like i i hate to like 
naysay on a magical book. Um, but I, I say if you had to pick one, go Strange Academy, especially if you already have the uh, history of it. If you haven't been reading this, I don't know if this is necessarily the best jumping on point. It could be. It's a number one. It might be able to give you enough information. Uh, the only thing I think you're going to miss is a little bit of the connection with the characters. So yeah. maybe you could jump on. Maybe you'll see if you like this writing style and then you could go back and get that fill in info. Um, but it's a worthwhile journey. They're great characters. And I, I like the world that has been built here. Nice. Uh, additionally, I also picked up uh, Strange. Number That's seven. right. Uh, continuing the uh, the Not Doctor Strange book. Yeah, written by Jed McKay uh, with art by Marcelo Ferreira. Mm -hmm. No idea if I'm saying that correctly. Um, I like this cover. I've liked all the covers the cover's of Strange. pretty dope. Pretty dope. Uh, I realized in this issue that I, I think McKay's take on this is definitely like, I remember Doctor Strange, old school, you know, villains, um, you know, like rekindling the Clea and Stephen. Like, Stephen like relationship to some degree. And also like, let's pull in a little bit of like a Doom Patrol vibe. Okay. And I say that only because the like villains of this have like a hint, a, 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 a seasoning of it. I don't want to say it's like, oh my gosh, it's so much like that. But there's just a little, little something there. A little, yeah. little taste. A little, I don't know what it is, honestly. Mm. Um, maybe it's the fact that, you know, the eight, one of the agents is called like Nobody 86. And, okay. And the main villain looks like he's a white void. Um, it could be that. <laughs> that sounds very eerily familiar. Um, but this, this was good. I will say the first half of this issue is just Clea Strange talking about how amazing Steve is and, and why they work so well and during a fight. It just seemed like they wanted to draw a big fight and oh. they, they felt like they needed to have words that were accompanying Well, the especially imagery. given that, like, we haven't seen Clea and Steve together in decades. Yeah. And then to kill him off and be like, I wanted Clea. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think Wade put her back in eventually. Like, I think that was who was reestablished Clea at any point. There was, it wasn't Wade. It, I think it was, I thought it was. Was it Kate's? Ooh, I don't remember which one. It was during an it was annual. Hopeless Kate's Wade. But there was an annual. Oh, it yeah. Was an annual that, that did Maybe it was by McKay. Maybe not. All I know is she showed up and now she's like. And now she's back to being as important as she was 25 to 30 years ago. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just her passion for him and the fact that you know, he, she goes to touch him. He's like, oh, you can't touch me. Oh, that's right. Because of the Harvest Moon, right? Because like he is, she's like the Sorcerer Supreme. So she, her magic is that of life. And he is that of the, like the Harvest Moon, the magic of death. And yeah. if we were to touch. Is he even doing ah. the job or is he just like surprised? Is he he's on, he's got like a, like he made a deal with death. Right. And, and she said like, listen, if you do this thing, because I'm being insulted because these revenants, I think they're revenants. I, I, I'm only questioning that because I literally talked so about a revenant? Our, we have a revenant statue from, from Doom. Doom over there. And I mentioned it today. So I'm like, is it that? I don't know. Um, but that they're insulting to her because they're these amalgams of spirits and like that shouldn't be. So you got, if you take care of all of them, I'll like let you go recreate you in the real world. And he didn't want to bring this up. I thought she loved him and had such passion for him. Why does she want to, like, why is she making deals with him? Oh, death? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, death. I thought death. you were talking about no, death. No, she. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, all right. I'll make, I'd make, I'd take that deal. Yeah. Damn good deal. And so we, I will say McKay kind of forces a little bit of additional drama here, which I don't really think is necessary because Steve's like, you literally watched me die like two or three times recently. And I, I didn't think it was fair to mention this to you because I don't know how doable this is. And she like has a meltdown over it where she's just like, how dare you? Like I'm like Sorcerer Supreme of two places and, you know, warlord of Manhattan. And like, you think I couldn't take this? And he's like, okay. 
And I get it. We're establishing that she's amazing and awesome and kick ass. I just didn't. Th- I already knew that. Right. I definitely already knew we, that. We don't need to reestablish um, it. But that's kind of a nitpick on my end. Um, it was it was a good story. I like seeing them working together. Clearly, we're going to they're they're going to continue to work together. He's not like going like, be like I'll be back and there'll be a mini series by nobody no, that is, that no, is no, called no. Strange the Harvestman. So it... they're going to deal with this. They're also going to deal with um you know what wand that um sword yeah um alleg- not allegory um what's the word when it's like counterpart um, um yeah. uh to the mystical side of things mm-hmm. um what they became they're going to deal with them as well so we got a couple of different fronts we're going to be attacking things by but the key is if they can complete this mission he can come back okay and i bet he won't but we'll so see at least you know we we kept it up with the promise the fact was clea was going to figure out a way to bring him back and now we have a way to do it so let's do we make that happen yeah if it's we can that, like death will do if it if we can complete this quest supposedly then, the deal is done sure Listen, deals are important in the underworld. That's true. Whether it depends it, on which version of death we're dealing with. Whether it be taking a marriage or playing a golden fiddle, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but is she like, is she the same death that, uh, you know, made out with Deadpool? Or is she Thanos' death? You know, like We haven't seen her. Oh. She's just been mentioned. Mm. And he said she, so. Well, she they better, because it is Mistress Death. But, uh, all right. So do you recommend it? I mean, I, I've been... Uh, I I don't recommend this as a starting point. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're, it's issue seven. This is not where you're going to be like, "Hey, hey, I'm in, Steve. Yay!" Okay, it's going to be confusing. Um, mm. but I I like I I really like the last issue. I I do like you know seeing Clea and, and Steve together. Um, I I do sometimes I feel like this series has been a little decompressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. It could have all been for a reason. I don't know. I can't tell until we come to the end how much was like, dude, we really need to do that? I mean, more than likely, no, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, Memento Mori says, uh, I'm going to be so sad when they number one reset Moon Knight. I feel it coming. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, it, it is possible. Ray Farr, this is to ensure that Wash and Ripley get treats this year, despite how many tricks they may play, and they may have pulled this year. Well, yeah, actually, we had a, a little camera set up in uh, the house when we left, just to like so we could check in on them, because we missed them when we we're, were away, and we definitely caught them being like roughhousing with each other. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we had no idea. Yeah, so, we didn't know they did that. Didn't know that, so... You can't, and there's nothing you can do about it. No. You know? they, they don't have a memory of that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what else did you read? Uh, I read, what is it? Exterminators. It's Exterminators. Exterminators, number two. I said I was going to give another shot to this, and I'll be honest with you, I actually enjoyed this issue more than the oh, first wow. issue. Oh, so. okay. Lee Williams, go. Carlos Gomez. Yeah. Um. Hey, don't forget uh, Vampires. That's the like, main antagonist of this book. It's like Marvel saw the summit meeting, like when uh, they announced phase four and said the blade was coming and they were on the exact same page as the rest of us and just was like, well, it's all vampires. And then like, didn't get the memo that they had to completely like scrap the movie and start all over. So we're not going to see a blade movie until like 2027 or something. Vampires. And they're like, boy, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of vampire stuff. No. Okay. So old, all right, hang on. So Moon Knight dealing with vampires, I buy. Mm-hmm. This book dealing with vampires, I also buy because again, we're talking Grindhouse. I'm thinking Robert Rodriguez. There's a connection. Yeah, from Dust Till Dawn. Sure. There is a there is a vampire connection here, 100. percent Right? Mm-hmm. Like I have no issue with this. You also have Jubilee. Come on. She was a vampire. Hey, 
know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, Wolverine shows up in this and, and she's pissed. Um, oh, no. She's been there for a couple of days, apparently. And they just oh, like, okay. they, like they drug her with elephant tranquilizers. Mm -hmm. They'll make her fight, then knock her out again. She's been this constant um, cycle. Yep. Uh, they bring her out to fight with the other girls. That's not going to happen. Okay. I saw that. I saw a panel from this in which somebody interpreted it as um, even the writers think that uh, Laura shouldn't be Wolverine. What? That's right. It was just a. It was Which a gross. Panel? It was a gross misinterpretation of uh, the interaction between uh, Wolverine and. Oh, the costume. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, you look awful." Oh no, I think it's just she doesn't like the design of the costume. I know. Which I'm like, how could you not? Well, and like, all right, so Boom Boom is there. She, Boom Boom is like a roller derby person. Dressed like like she's dressed ridiculously. Like you know, I think the point is that like she's dressed like Mojo Dresser. Like Boom Boom doesn't have good fashion taste, and so she is critiquing Wolverine. How dare they? Like I I think that's hilarious. Like that she looks at Wolverine in her full X Men, you know, costume, her Wolverine right, costume. She's like you look and terrible. And she's dressed like. Like a Harley Quinn cosplay. Like she's going to a Halloween party. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm sexy. That's my costume. Right. And I, I think that's really funny. Yeah. For someone to take that and interpret that, that's called projection. Yeah, especially since it's Leah Williams who wrote it. It's like, dude, you you wrong. So, sorry you don't know how to read the room. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, you know, we, we, what are we getting here? So Zaris shows up, you know, the vampire who turned Jubilee into a vampire. Great. We Appar should kick him in the nuts. Apparently his son was um the vampire that started all of this because he was the one that uh, Dazzler was dating. Mm. She didn't know he was a vampire. He's pissed about the records. It's all like, it's all, listen, it is surface level shit, yeah. guys. It is just, it right. is a is grindhouse book. Think. That's what it's supposed to be. That's mm -hmm. all it's supposed to be. Right. It's not promising thing, anything more than that. Um, you know, they, they are put into a ridiculous scenario in this, of course, where there's like um, magic is used like fairy style magic, which Jupiter's like, I literally just spent a whole bunch of time in a world where like magic is real. Trust me, this is not going to work out for us. Necessarily. No, I'm sick of it. It's, yeah. a, it's essentially a series of, of, uh, rooms made out of mirrors. If you look into the mirrors, an evil version of you shows up. I'm like, I dig it. Okay. That's yes, magic. Fine. Sure. Um, and they have to figure out how to, of course, fight them. Every time you look, though, another one shows up. So yep. they, they've got to be blindfolded mm -hmm. essentially to do it. So they're they are able to get out of it. All it's right. also revealed in this that they're like in front of the uh quiet council. Oh regaling everyone. They're wearing like completely different outfits that look like possible Halloween costumes. So I don't know if this is supposed to be sent around that time or maybe something leads to this in the story. All right. Um they're not necessarily on trial, but they are not seemingly there of their own volition. Yeah. So that's that's how we're that's another that's, element that's how story. we're getting this story that's where it's being couched is that like that, yeah. we're being told this we didn't know about that previously mm -hmm. um but hey a whole bunch of other vampires are here and they're gonna you know it's it's silly and it's like meant to be that yeah and i have no problem with that at all i mean well the writer of deadpool should make a uh you know silly fun book right i think it was, was that kelly thompson, oh, it was it was kelly thompson. thompson yeah i i for me i'm like how is this any more ridiculous than some, some, not all of them, but some of the things that came out of the nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just like, it's not meant to be a game changer. It's not meant to like shake the world of like mutants or Marvel. It's just like, what I like five issues, fun. like five issues of just like, eh. yeah. All right. Just, you know, there's a little cheesecake in here. 
occasionally. Like okay. there's definitely like you know Dazzler's attacked by several. Da- like it's just it's just silly. Come on. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know anybody's. Really I don't understand how it. who can read anyone who could read this and like try to like look for some kind of hidden context. Yeah, or like agenda in it. It's yeah. just very. Meh. Radical Radish, uh, it's the season of the vampire, Sal. Bloodsuckers are all the rage. Once again, we got to live in their uncomfortably dressed world. That's true. Bleh. Like, bleh. At the end of this, oh, trust me. No, you would hate these guys. You would see these guys, Sal. You would like. Yeah, I'd be like, ugh. I'm going to hit him in the balls with a big clove of garlic. Look, look at these men. Or at least folk. Yeah, I, I, I don't. They're not all dudes. No, no, yeah. But they look like they're uh, from Ex Machina or something. Or Vox Machina, I should say. Yeah, they look uncomfortable and overdressed and very full of themselves. I, I cannot wait for them to run mm-hmm. into the girls. Cool. So I, I like this issue more. Jordan, Phil, happy Halloween. Thanks for the fun content. Thank you, Jordan, for Thank supporting you. the show. Uh, what else we got uh, before we lead up to Judgment Day? I think that's it for me. All right. Then I read Amazing Spider-Man number 12 from Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. Uh, this is more of uh, more Goblin, more Hobgoblin stuff. And I'm a sucker for Hobgoblin, even though I was never really a big fan of the idea. Like the mystery was cool. But even then, like I was more embroiled in the drama between characters. Like, mm. I was like, oh, man, what's going to happen to Flash? Or what's going to happen to Ned? Or what's going to happen to... You know, Pete or Felicia, for that matter. Well, I didn't realize how much you were into Hobgoblin until the number of times we've talked about Hobgoblin. Yeah, Hobgoblin uh, comes up a shows. lot. Well, it's because yeah. Hobgoblin has a storied history. We had a, we we concocted an entire plan. Did Marvel ever gives us a shot? We this... will. We have a fucking event for you, and yeah. I, th- I guarantee you will buy it. Like it is just an automatic sell. And I'll I would I'd outsource this shit. I'd, I'd call a couple of writer friends that I have that work in the industry and be like, please write this. Just, just, just do it this way. Mm-hmm. And then they'd say, no, man, you got to write it yourself. And then we'd write it. And then you'd be like, oh, well, the dialogue sucks, but at least it's cool. It's a neat idea. And we get Stegman to draw it. It'd be really cool. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, uh, you know, Spider-Man has to wear this stupid goblin outfit. Norman's been put in the hospital. He was attacked by the Hobgoblin. Um, so Spider-Man like tells uh, Norman, because the idea is that Spider-Man's going to protect Norman. Norman told uh, Spider-Man the ba- like the wrong uh, day that he was supposed to meet with Kingsley. Uh, and then they're attacked by a goblin. Both of them are attacked by a hobgoblin. Mm. And so they're like, ah, but we all thought that Roderick Kingsley was the hobgoblin. Right. Um, but they're both attacked by another hobgoblin. So who is it? Um, who could maybe, it be? Who could it be? It could be any number of at least three people. Uh, maybe four, uh, if you bring back a demon. But like, there's, uh, but Ned Leeds was, uh, you know, who's resurrected and then re-resurrected, um, is back and he's with and he's with Betty and they have a kid now and, that was quick work, but um, you know, there's he's 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 wandering off. He's working on some big uh, big hullabaloo story. It's gonna expose and destroy Norman Osborn. But Peter works for Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn got shot by a magical shotgun that took away his sins. We, we whoa, we, we don't want to destroy Norman Osborn anymore. He's the only member of my supporting cast who talks to me anymore, <laughs> uh, except for Aunt May. They made up at some point, but nobody cares uh, because nobody wants to do anything with Aunt May anymore. Right. But uh, you know, uh, so Spider Man goes uh, to. Um, you know, fight the Hobgoblin. He does. Uh, it's a no-holds-barred uh, fight in mm. which Spider-Man shows uh, a, a more uh, more skill and power and uh, capabilities than he did when he fought a 108-year-old man in a vulture costume, not a few issues prior. Somehow, he beat the Hobgoblin handily without any effort, just because he has a Goblin Glider now, which he calls the Bug or something. Um, just whatever. Uh, meanwhile, we're sowing the seeds of uh, Cantwell's upcoming Golden Goblin book. Um, so we're going to read that at some point. You know, because Norman Osborn's going to have to, they pulled me back in. Um, <laughs> so Spider-Man, like, just, just unabashedly beats the living hell out of Hobgoblin, okay. reveals it is Kingsley. Ooh. 
And uh, and Kingsley's like, what the hell, man? Of course you knew it was me. And he's like, yeah, but you got attacked by another hobgoblin. Yeah, well, who was that? And he's like, what? I did? I don't remember that. And it's like, oh, you're having like amnesia amnesia spells like Norman did. Uh, oh, but boy. Back in the day. And then uh, Ned leads seemingly uh, another hobgoblin shows up. And so now there's two hobgoblins and they're teaming up and they're going to fight Spider-Man. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's two goblins for the price of one. Maybe three. We'll see. Oh. Um, I'm hoping that it isn't Ned Leeds because I'm like, Ned Leeds wasn't really Hobgoblin. Like, Ned Leeds was Hobgoblin for like 25 years. And then they were like, it's actually Roger Kingsley. And we were all like, oh, okay. And they did such an expert retconning of it. It's like, don't, 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 don't bring back Ned Leeds just to make him a Hobgoblin. You know, you're going to confuse people because like Ned Leeds was just retconned to being Hobgoblin in the first place. Right. Fine. Then Ned Leeds is Hobgoblin. But then they're like, actually, Ned Leeds was never Hobgoblin. It was Kingsley. And you're like, oh, okay. What about when they revealed that he was Hobgoblin? That was brainwashing and he only pretended to be a Hobgoblin. Oh, okay, fine. So now we got it. But Roger he still Kingsley. Was. But he was, but like he was he wasn't really Hobgoblin. He wasn't doing all the Hobgoblin things. He was just he was just a red herring to take the smoke off of or the 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 you know the heat off of Roderick. Fine. So Kingsley was Hobgoblin, and then Mackendale took over, and Ned Leeds was an interim goblin that was used as a smokescreen to to, to distract people from Kingsley. Fine. All right, I've got it square. And then in 2022, they're like, actually, Ned Leeds is also Hobgoblin. And it's like, no, you, you don't confuse people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's already confusing, so whatever. I mean, we don't even talk about the Green Goblins and how, like, literally one of their therapists was a Green Goblin. Like, so anyway, it's fun. Like, Spider-Man fights goblins. Who doesn't want to see fight, Spider-Man fight a, fight a Hobgoblin? Or two ho- Hobgoblins, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell happened to Macadale anymore. I, like, I know he died, and then he came back, and then he got a Demo Goblin, and he separated it. Like, what is the deal with Macadale? So bring back Macadale and, and do something with him, because who cares? Um because who cares? The continuity's dead, there, doesn't matter. There are, I bet there are at least two people out there who are huge Mackendale fans. I hope so, because I like Mackendale. I he's he, he <laughs> sound was, off. He was hobgoblin when I was alive. Like when I was alive, he was the hobgoblin. I in, I I I uh I, I inherited Roger Kingsley. I don't know mm. Roger Kingsley, like, you know what I mean? Like I read those books when I was a kid, and those books had already been printed years ago. Right. Anyway, I do recommend it. I think it's fun. The only problem is there's a lot of decompression going on. Like this book. I think that the the best way to save this series, besides the, all the other, all the all the behind the scenes kind of like subversive shit I talk about when it comes to Spider Man, like make it like three pages longer and put it out monthly. Yeah. Okay. Like th- this whole like I, oh another issue like chill it out. Like well, I guess you know, it, it helps you to it like artificially boosts numbers too. It does over the year. It, exactly. You no. Got, like we sold more Spider Man so because you more, had more. Of yeah, them. because you had more of them. It's yeah. So anyway, <laughs> like that comment. Will this be on the test? Yeah, no. The goblin test. There's always a goblin test. Um, Dex Baker says, "I'll have the to catch the rewatch. I got trick or treaters showing up at <gasps> Halloween. Good to know. Yeah, we're here because in case there are any trick or treaters, there hasn't been yet, but we had some before. So yay. Yeah, that's enough. Ray Farr, I feel like Sam and Twitch esque miniseries featuring Bullock and Gordon or Bullock and Blood would sell like hotcakes. I don't think it would sell like hotcakes, but I would like to read it anyway. I think it might sell. I, I think depending on who's working on it. Yeah, that's true. Bring, you know, Bendis is technically like on the line kind of a little bit. Bendis would do a pretty cool uh, Bullock and Blood book. Yeah. Yeah, he would. All right? Because right. he used to write Sam and Twitch. I think so, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Judgment Day. You had an interesting uh, uh, point to make about Judgment Day. Uh, so let's get into it. Judgment Day ended. 
Yeah, I, which I'm going to dance around what happens in it on purpose. Okay. Because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Yeah, because you're going to jump should, on an issue six. You should have read this. Yes, this is the biggest Marvel event nobody read. Uh, That's not true. We th- There was a whole thing called Monsters Unleashed. Nobody read that. Nobody, nobody read Monsters Unleashed. I really like that one. And you guys, and anyone who ended up reading because of our back issues, you know it was fun. It was fun. This is this is fun, but in like a different way. And and honestly, at the end of the day, um, uh, you know. Well, it's written by Kieran Gillen. It's written by Kieran Gillen. Sorry, with art by uh, Valerio Skeety and Ivan Fiorelli. Mm. I'll be honest, I'm a, no offense to I, either of the artists. I did like the Skeety art a little bit better. That's just that's just uh, well, it was uh, more consistent. That was that was who was but that's very much a subjective opinion. Absolutely, well. like Absolutely. I I just like that art better. That's, yeah, that's just my jam. Fair. Um, uh, this wraps up. Or well, here we go. We got a little bow on this. I, I was I'm sure there's an Omega book. Yeah. Yes, no, there is. And I so and that'll I, be the real wrap. Legitimately, wrap-up. cannot wait for that. Does this end like end? Like, yeah. Or does it go like I mean, uh, and then it's like buy the Omega issue, and then you'll get real. Omega. No. Okay. Good. So no, it is. So that, you can read this. That is li- very much that's Gillen, though. Um, mm-hmm. This is a well-crafted issue. This has been a well-crafted series by Gillen, yeah. um, and that's really at the end of the day. Here's what I'm hoping will happen. Um, y'all are gonna go and grab this at some point down the line and be like, "Holy crap, this was so good! Why didn't anyone do anything with this?" Well, because no one read it when it was coming so out. So why would we pay it <laughs> off in any way? Exactly. <laughs> like, why do I want to pay homage to that? Exactly. Um, but I, I don't even know. There's just so many great moments in this, and it really does wrap everything up, in my opinion. We deal with the progenitor. Uh, we deal with the fact that a lot of people are... We don't really deal with it. We acknowledge the, the distrust. Fact the Well, yes. Okay, so we acknowledge the distrust across the board. Uh, characters die in this. Characters that presumably we're not going to see for a long time because the characters not a lot of people are going to care about. Um, and I think that's okay. Mm. Um for sure. Yeah. You know, maybe one day someone's gonna be like, Hey, remember that character? Let's bring right. that back. Let's find a way to bring that back. Yeah. I'm sure eventually we'll lose the, uh, we'll fix the world machine. I'm sure we'll eventually fix the Eternals. Cause as of right now, I think there's a spoilers to say, um, that the Eternals are not eternal. Yes. Any longer. As far as my understanding, uh, is of it. Um, there's also a change of prime eternal at the end of this. Um, we establish a new foundation for, uh, mutant kind, oh. which I, love the idea of this um we also have this one does admittedly shift uh one key component of krakoan's uh society and krakoa's creation the idea that like only mutants can come back yeah no longer oh does that mean that mutants can't come back, or that means that others can come back? Others, now? others can come okay. back. Okay. No, no, mutants can come back, and I and I honestly that one I don't mind mentioning a, a little bit. I don't think that not really ruins anything. I, I don't think so. But uh, the Phoenix Foundation has been. Oh. Uh, and I and I really kind of dig that because in X Men up to this point when they were dealing with the casino, um, Jean saved them. And we get like mention of, you know, all the damage the Phoenix had done and how many worlds in theory had been fixed because of that. But the yeah. fact is just because the writer said that, which I have no problem with that, or that, you know, like people around Jean might have agreed with that. Um, Jean didn't necessarily, I think in her own heart, Believe feel it. that she had done enough reparations and i think that's why she reacted so um like intensely to her judgment right you know she was judged as a failure and she got the big old thumbs down yeah and really reacted to that we see more of that in this and that was so, something you mentioned that was like kind of like the fallout of this series yes and so she forms the phoenix foundation and the idea is that she's like 
listen, we have to bring our people back first. Mm-hmm. The fact is, like, there, like listen, we're, we, we've, an we've incalcul- fixed death, so we get to go home first. We get to skip the line. Right, but, like, you need to understand, like, due to the mutant genocides, like, there's so many to, be, to bring back, and we need to do that first. However, five, yeah. like, essentially 5% of the five's like work will go to this and who are they going to bring back? Like essentially a lot of like sick children, people who were forgotten, people who were poor. Okay. You know, like that's who are going to be brought back. All right. And like, I think that's her decision to do that. Sebastian Shaw is like, who can get mad at that there? We fixed it. <laughs> yeah. I can't argue with that. Um, but I mean, I, I'm sure I, people will I find a way. Know, they get I, mad at everything. I really don't know if that's going to like, be carried on mm-hmm. if anyone's going to pay attention to that but I, I liked the idea of the phoenix foundation yeah it's a great being name. created i thought that was very cool and, and gives gene something to that do hopefully you know could be taken in either direction it could be something that really helps to redeem her or it could be something that people are like that's not enough and yeah. it's like eventually she needs to forgive herself yeah like scarlet witch yeah yeah hopefully this will give her that road to do so mm-hmm. um i i overall really like the end of this i can understand folk being like I thought we were going to see blah, 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 blah. It, well, here's the thing. If you know Kieran Gillen as much as I know the man can write an action sequence, I knew at the end of the day this was never going to come down to a fight. Right. It, it was going to be something more to it. So yeah. I was prepared for that. I get. But that's, but you know, people, but but we saw the omnibus for Ten of Swords in the half price bin. So we know that that's not exactly what most Marvel fans are looking for. It's so true. Um, it is. I'm okay with that. I like that type of ending. Um, it is a sad ending overall, I would say, for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. While we do succeed because the world isn't ending. Hey, don't worry, Marvel fans. They didn't end the world. The, end of the world didn't end, so I'm not spoiling anything there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I think if other writers wanted to, things could be drawn from this as inspiration for their characters going forward. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it will be. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and it's really okay either way. I, I enjoyed what we got. Yeah. And uh, I think Gillen did a really nice job with uh, this crazy event that pulled together three factions of the Marvel Universe. Uh, two that we care about, people, just in general, yep. and mutants. And then the third one that I think but a lot of folks don't, don't know a lot about. And I like to think that this gave them a little like doorway into their world. And if they want to read more, they can. And if not, it's like, cool, now I know a little bit about those guys. That's true. That's you true. You know, and, and and their contribution or their like place in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what about your claim? Well, what claim was that? That claim was that Marvel's Axe Judgment Day is Marvel's crisis. I all right. It's a crisis event for Marvel Comics. It isn't. It isn't because how I, do you? How could you say something like that? How? Why would? Why would anyone make that the title of today's episode? Well, because like all right. So why would I say something like that? Because admittedly, I always say that a crisis feels like it's like something that like changes everything, yeah. right? Enormous upheaval but and continuity. I shift. feel like this is a an an emotional crisis. So like a heroes in crisis kind of thing. Kind of, yeah, almost sort of like that, but again, a more positive, uh, well-written way. More like uh, an sorry, identity Tom. crisis, yeah. Um, in in which you see, you know, three bases of like three, or at least two key pillars of Facets the Marvel. Facets of the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, pillars. There's better term. Pillars yeah. of the of Marvel universe and this other group that everyone always forgets about. Um, go like, look at themselves yeah. through the eyes of this like like. Phony God. Like, you want to call it a false God, but a flawed God. A flawed man-made, eternal-made, mutant-made God. Like, something that was created by us, then then, like, looks at us to judge us and judge us poorly Mm -hmm. because we are flawed. Right. And I I think Gillen 
was really smart in the way that he crafted this. Um, but you get to see characters like Tony Stark, who walks away from this feeling like they're great. Like, mm. hey, I passed. I'm amazing. I made a god, and, I, and, he, and he judged me worthy. Oh, yeah. But I also think that you, you could take Tony and go, like, quietly, I know that the part of the reason why it was flawed was because it was me. Right. And while it passed me, it only passed me because Cap does point that out at the end. Because like, he made it. He's like, it passed you because you made it. Right. And Cap is... Because Cap got... Cap's in a weird place, too. Down. Cap is very much in a weird place at the end of this book. And I and I like his quiet reflection. It'd be a really um, cool book to continue with. Wouldn't it? Um, you know, the Eternals themselves are shaken to the core. Sure. You know, who they are. The, the, their, well, there's yeah. a big reveal to the rest of the Marvel Universe as to the secret of the Eternals, mm -hmm. right? What who they, And they, they have to now deal with that hatred. They are now where... The mutants normally are. are yeah. where... You know, Eros is out there trying to do what Eros does, which is to be loved, and people are pelting him with garbage. Yeah. And so Night Nightcrawler's like, you'll get used to it. <laughs> Trust me. Fair. Uh, Orcus gets to um, show how great they are and how heroic, so they get a little win in mm. there, and uh, that's not so great for everybody. Um, Krakoa itself, I, I think we're going to see a potential divide there from mutants who... Again, if they decide to go forward with this, um, much like with any crisis, um, have the um, you know have mutants who are like we're we should not be allowing non mutants to come back, sure. and others who are going to be like you know what that that was pretty stingy, selfish, of selfish of us, and if we're supposed to be homo superior, we should be acting like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just feel like there was something there of this like break. You know, there was all of this high energy. And I think Gillen just saw it. Like he just saw all these like little connections and he brought it together and he had this bombastic event in which it was like, yes, we could punch this huge God, but that it changed some minds mm -hmm. at the end of it. And that's why I equated it to like an emotional crisis. Sure. That could... It could change, it could have like lasting effect on the Marvel Universe yes. in a way that people have been complaining doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I don't know if if anyone will pay attention to it in the, the bullpen or not. not yeah. um, but, you know, we, we have, you know, occasionally seen that with, with the other side as well. Right. Where an event will happen, a crisis will happen, and no one pays attention to oh, it. Oh, like Dark um, Crisis. But, you, I mean, usually people think at crisis in terms of, like, huge continuity shifts. Um, and there was. Like, for me, the biggest shift, of course, was the Kirkowen reveal. Yeah. That, like, hey, humans can come back. Right. And, and how do you do that? How do you yeah, deal with that? Yeah, and how it's going to be hard and they're they're walking that fine line. Who's going to gonna download all that? You know, it's already hard enough to get all these free rebros. Like that's what you. So we're downloading everyone on on the no, planet. Jean admitted that she's like, there are eight billion people. We right. can't do that, and that's why we're going to start with like these a, this like, pocket, a, like a pocket of yeah. people, and maybe Avengers too. Like Emma's like and Spider Man. <laughs> and Spider Man gets to come back anytime he dies. <laughs> right. And Spider Man's like, but don't forget Amy. Yeah, and they're like, don't let her go. They're like, no, and. And maybe my marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, uh, magic. We need to take a quick stop over. Um, go punch Mephisto. I, I really, like, I, I just liked a lot of, of the way Gillen wrote people in this. Even the people that he introduced. There was, yeah. like, those, like, six Regular people. people that he introduced. And at the end of it, to see their changes or not changes. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was struck by a lot. Sure. There's a couple of key moments for these um, individuals in this book where you get to see who they really are and then or you get to see them in 
and I'm going to use the word crisis, but not in terms of like DC crisis. I'm going to use it as as a little C, uh, humanity and, and all of earth in crisis. In fact, the progenitor mentioned that they're like, you're such a different people when you're, when you're faced with annihilation, you know, like specifically the mentioned Orcus being like, if they had any other option, they would take it. But knowing that they don't, they step in and fight side by side. Right. And and it's just like, and that's why you fail. That's why you're flawed. And I'm like, you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong. That's what's so frustratingly beautiful about this book is that this God is flawed and it is judging us um, by standards that maybe we don't understand or criteria that we don't understand. Yeah. Or maybe it isn't fair to judge us. Right. But, you know, ultimately maybe because I wouldn't like want us to end. I don't think any of us would um, that, it, it, he's not wrong yeah. all the time. Some right. of them, I'm like, no, that's not right. You're looking at it differently, but you yeah. know, who am I to judge? That's the thing. Yeah. The, you know, so I, I, I really like this event a lot. Um, I think there's a lot there and I think it's as much as you'd like to see there. Um, but be prepared. This doesn't end in a huge fight. You know, they, they, there is not really a, a punching sequence. There is, however, um, Jean making a wonderful Psylocke reference for me where she's like, She's had enough. And I, I kind of love this character moment for Jean in, in this issue. Uh, Jean has been judged in previous issues. And then we get to see a little more of that in one of the um, tie-in issues. Up to you if you want to see that or not. Um, but Jean's influenced for me by Cyclops and Wolverine in this, even though they're not present. You know, she she's clearly... The years, or even now with Krakoa, with the potential of living together, yeah, there is influence on her, mm-hmm. on her leadership style, on her, on her reaction to everything yeah. in this. So she's not taking things well, and you know, what, as they're pro- like getting to the progenitor, she's like, "We got to move fast." Clearly, like, you know, Cap's got to do what Cap's got to do in order to like extend this. Nightcrawler's working hard to make sure the progenitor doesn't look here while you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but her plan is like, we got to burn this thing to the ground. But mm. we got to, we just got to destroy this thing. And they're like, she's not taking it well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she ends up, she's like, I have to, you know, this is a good style trick. I'm going to focus the totality of my psychic abilities. Oh, cool. And so she does it. And what does she do? It's not a single side, like it's blade. Side blade. It's three side things sticking out of her hands. I was like, that's kind of awesome. I love that. She's like, well, if I think of one person who's really good at killing people and stabbing them, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. I love that. But like she acts, she gets like the Wolverine look going. It's just barely there. We really don't pay attention to it. It's just a little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some of her reaction is of what people accuse Cyclops of being in the past where he's yeah. just like, we got, it's just making decisions. Here we go. We have to do it. I right. don't care the ramifications. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's his influence. And, yeah. I, and I love it. It's very quiet. Right. It's right. not pointed out. It's not like. It's understated. It's, yeah. It's not hitting you in the head. It's just there. And I was like, this is just. It's really well done, um, and it may or may not end up, um, you know, giving you something to think about. And some people want an escape from that. And so yeah. maybe this isn't the event for you. I completely understand that. Like, some people want to read comics or watch movies and just want to get away. Yes. You know, you just want and I, I, there's no judgment here for that. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Um, uh-huh. But this, I feel like this event could make you think about yourself. Yeah. And I and I think, I think I've that's mentioned why this it's before. There. I I don't know if I would have passed judgment. And mm. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, it's a little scary. There's also a couple of like um little dangling threads threads that can pay off. Maybe Omega are, will do that. They're left behind. There is something that is gifted 
because the uh, the Eternals have to apologize publicly to the to the mutants and Arako, mm-hmm. and something is gifted to Storm that I'm like, if someone remembers that down the line, or maybe they already have plans for it, I can't wait to see how it's used. <laughs> it's I was like, oh, oh, that's a that's a smoking gun and a half, cool. or a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I will uh, I'll read that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, this was a ten out of ten. Like a hundred percent. I loved every moment of it. I loved all the tie-ins that Gillen wrote. Um, I think I read almost every single tie-in to this just yeah. because I wanted to stay in the know. Um, I, it's a high recommend for me, but like I said, if you're not looking, if you're looking for something that's going to end in a big bombastic fight, that's not where you're going with this. I do think there's value to this book. I do think that um, I get, if you have event fatigue, maybe not right now, Right. Maybe wait till it's, you know, collected in trade. It's all done. So you could go grab it off the shelf then and just know like, hey, here's the story. And you'll be able to see whether or not at that point anything has changed. I don't think much is going to change except for in the world of Krakoa. Obviously, they're going to have to deal with the ramifications yeah. of um, death being or like resurrection being available to others. Yeah. And a couple of other things. Well, there you go. So I I, I just, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. I'm sorry. I, unabashedly, I loved this and don't series. Be sorry. Yeah. And I'm sad that it's over. Yeah. And I literally waited till today to read it because I knew that was it. Right. Except the Omega issue. Yes, which is coming. But I'm just, you know, I think Gillen did a great job. Yeah. And I think he's great. Catler <laughs> will defend retreats. Progenitor is the most relatable villain, in my opinion. I will, I too wake up every day in a judgy <laughs> mood, but seriously, Gillen is a wordsmith. Every sentence is profound. It is. It, it makes you feel, I don't know, smarter for reading it, but also like, wow. What I've, a smarter guy. I've never thought about the like Marvel Universe in this lens. Yeah. Not that the Marvel Universe hasn't been looked through the lens of, you know, different styles of writers or like, you know, through a super, um, like thoughtful manner because yeah. it has 100 percent. there are plenty of writers that did it but this is just through a different person's perspective and i, I really enjoyed it uh steampunk says uh judgment day is my first big marvel event and it'll probably remain my favorite until another event or i finally read secret wars <laughs> that's fair yeah that's fair i think it's a, a pretty fun event to be a part of because it was so cohesive yes that i think is a key so if like, you were worried about that um listen you're dealing with Eternal, so for a lot of people, listen, you're all in the same boat because not a lot of folk are into Eternal. So you were going into it being like, I don't know anything about it. But I think Gillen took your hand, and I hopefully you felt comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it felt like really cohesive. Yeah. Uh, it's your boy Phoenix. Uh, after reading Neil Gaiman's Eternals because of the back issues episode, thanks, Tiffany. Hey. I've become it's beca- they've become my favorite superhero teams in comics. Too bad Marvel Studios made my favorite Eternal a villain in the movie. Fair. No, that is absolutely fair. That they, like, I'm not a fan of that myself. Um, but yeah, I what I like about the Eternals is that they're supposed to be so above us, but they're so messed up and flawed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Valiant Shadow Productions. Emma being the secret number one Spider-Man fan is one of my favorite things <laughs> in modern continuity, right? Yeah. It's not really paid off too much, but I really like that idea. Well, what I like about it is, especially now with it being such such a modern like development, is the fact that um, Emma's in a weird place, especially post-Judgment Day. Yeah. You know, she didn't pass. Right. And Emma's been in a weird spot where these people who came to her to give her a second chance then turned out to have a little bit more, uh, more secrets than she anticipated. And so now she's trying to be this like moral compass, but I think she knows she's not right. And I really like that development for her. And I hope it's not dropped. Yeah. It's funny that like Emma is like sexually attracted to Captain America and secretly like 
boosts Spider-Man. She's yeah. like, attracted to the most moral people. Yeah, because like she herself isn't, and she's often surrounded by those who are not. Who are willing to. It's know. like you know how like girls like the bad boys. Mm -hmm. Emma's like I like the good. Guys I like the good go guys, but they never pick me because I can't have them. Yeah, I'm like. Oh. Uh, let's recommend some comics that come out this week that we think that you should check out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to check out Quick Stops number one from Kevin Smith and Jeremy Simser. This is a anthology series that I recommended in my in Wake Up Comic Wake Up with Comic Pop. Yeah. Uh, Knights of Steel, Dark Knights of Steel, that is from Tom Taylor and Yasmin Putri is coming out again. Finally, nice. number eight, uh, Savage Avenger number seven, uh, David Pepos and Carlos Magno. We're going to see Punisher 2099 is going to be uh, on the team replacing Conan. That'll be fun to see. Sorry, Conan. Uh, Gotham City, year one, number two from Tom King and Phil Hester. I didn't read issue one, but I'm going to read reading issues one and two concurrently to see how this continues. Oh, uh, Phil Hester's doing the art? Yes. Oh. I know. Uh, Predator number four from Ed Brisson and Kev Walker. Uh, I was not thrilled. I did not not like it. I liked it more than the Alien book, uh, but I wasn't, no, I wasn't sure about it. But I read the first, and I think I reviewed number three, and I said the same thing. So I'm going to be reading number four because I enjoy the series. It's nothing like a Predator story, but it does play in that universe. And, uh, you know, that, that it's, it's a fun read, and mm. it's got some cool art. Uh, Predator number seven, Jason Aaron and Paul Azekta, or Azekta. Uh, I can't wait for more Punisher. This Jason Aaron series is friggin' dope. Uh, if you haven't read Punisher, do yourself a favor and read Punisher one through six. Uh, she Hulk's back from Rainbow Rowell and Luca Maresca. Uh, I enjoy this series, but I have uh, I admittedly fell off after a while, so I got to reread uh, the last three issues. Um, but I enjoyed it, so it's out. And it reminded me that I got to pick it up. Uh, Batman One Twenty Nine, Chip Zdarsky, and this time Leonardo Romero is doing the art. Mm. Uh, no, it, it looks like Jorge Jimenez is doing the art as well. So uh, it looks it, like maybe yeah, it's it a backup. Yeah, Jimenez. There you go. So Jimenez is doing the art. This series is so great. I can't wait to see more. Uh, fail safe uh, batman uh justice league this is a good book uh best batman's been in a long time you should read it uh donny cates is back on hulk uh, hulk number 10 reminds me that i should go back and reread uh from i think issue eight so it's eight nine ten it's not much uh to catch up on ryan otley's doing the pencils again um banner war is over uh, i didn't even read the damn thing but i will be reading this uh, Batman the Joker Deadly Duo number one is from Mark Silvestri. What? Yeah, Mark Silvestri is returning to DC Comics uh, doing a Batman book in which Batman and Joker have to team up. It's ba it's it, it's it sounds a lot like uh, Batman Europa, but Batman and Joker are on the same side. And Mark Silvestri is writing and drawing it. Creator of the Darkness? That's right. The Darkness himself. And is... Witchblade? He, he was involved in Witchblade. He drew Witchblade. Yeah, but uh, I'm excited to see what the hell this is. <laughs> If only because all I could hear about from people was like, Mark Silvestri's doing Batman again. And I'm like, well, the cover doesn't look great. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Night of the Ghoul is getting its second issue in print from Scott Snyder and Francesco Francavilla. This is a great book. Uh, it's from the like best jacket press slew of Scott-tober comics. If you're feeling spookiness, you should be reading Night of the Ghoul. Residual spookiness. Residual, like an echo of spookiness. I still, I listen, I, yeah, all year long. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good series and I, it's a lot of fun. I picked up the first issue for a dollar. You did. It was a buck in the buck bin. In the buck bin. It makes I, me feel like an idiot because I bought it uh, full price. Sometimes I think they don't realize what's in there. No, they don't. They're just like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they overordered Night of the Ghoul. Right. So like, here's my problem, guys. Now I'm like, I'm going to be like just Jones of more Kieran Gillen, but that's okay. Cause X-Men red number eight is coming out written by Al Ewing uh, with art this time by Matabek Mus Musabekov. 
I'm so bad at saying names. I just, I just am. I'm probably going to try to catch up on Poison Ivy. We'll see if I've got time to do that because Poison Ivy number six is coming out this week. Uh, I'm doing it, guys. I, I, I'm going to check out the new Deadpool written by Alyssa Wong uh, with art by... Martin Cocolo. Yeah. Well, yes, yes, you're right. And mm-hmm. I know this artist, not personally, but I like their work. I, I've said Cocolo a couple of times. I so. feel like you have. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to check it out. You know, why not? It's new number one. I have got no more Judgment Day. <laughs> so Except for the Omega issue, which isn't coming out this week anyway. Boo. So, uh, I don't, at least I don't think it is. I don't think so. I didn't uh, see it. I, just, I, haven't been, vampire, I, but... I haven't been reading this book, but I will give a shout out to it just because I met him in person this week. But uh, Monkey Prince number eight is coming out this week, uh, written by Gene Lewin Young, who I met at Baltimore Comic Con and was the nicest person yeah, like it, was, just, it, was, just, it was very lovely. Just such a nice person. I was like, damn, I feel like I should go back and reread this book. I, I but I, I had Shang-Chi with him with me, and I was like, you dude, you just you're consistent AF, and I yeah. freaking absolutely love this book so so much. Um I'm trying to see if there's any like without judgment day tie-ins, I'm like, uh I, what else am I gonna read? Yeah, which like, is, you should read the old stuff. You should, you should catch and that's back it, up. And I really do need to catch back up on so many things at this point. Like I feel like I'm like just so absolutely, you know, in a in a bad way. So there's a couple of like indie books I might check out this week, but I definitely didn't get a chance to read a couple of X titles this week. So couple of new teams so maybe i'll check those out and then report back on those yeah i i also didn't read a lot of stuff like human target and the uh, vanish number two and stuff like that uh, thunderbolts number three uh, so i'm gonna catch up on those i don't know if a uh, riddler as well i don't know if they're gonna be in the next episode but certainly we will be catching up on those as we go yeah we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us we're very lucky to have you thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show and uh yeah we uh, we hope you check out wake up with comic pop tomorrow morning yeah and uh, again hopefully on thursday we'll see how we how consistently we can get that schedule going but mm-hmm. if you all are interested in listening to it on audio format you should check it out on spotify but if you can give it a good rating and if not uh always check it out on here at youtube.com slash returns watch tiffany play video games at twitch.tv slash and uh uploads on uh the the uh the, the youtube channel comic pop plays and uh yeah we want to thank you all for hanging out with us and we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of off the rack i'm sal i'm tiffany so long everybody happy halloween